Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Thunder Chats, here with another word from our sponsors, BetOnline.ag. The only people that get off this time of year are pro athletes and us at BetOnline. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and info. BetOnline has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters BLEAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, yeah. Let's also, start shaking. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger, at Thunder Chats. We're part of the Believe Network. This podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Uh, we had a banger of a podcast last episode with Jason Gallagher, of a man that's worn many hats, but famously works on the old man, the three with JJ Reddick. He had some awesome stories, some awesome insight on the Thunder, but we are here to talk about the game the Thunder played tonight against our rivals, the Los Angeles Clippers in which we were victorious 134 to 115. We're going to do that with a couple of our co-hosts. First, the guy that uh, I so rudely interrupted right before we started recording, the cockroach connoisseur and the social media. Um, gosh, I, I had a word, and uh, mm, God, it's gone. I, I want to say enterpriser, but that didn't make any sense. Okay, great. Uh, aficionado. There we go. Social media aficionado, Matt Tierney. What up, Tierney? I was I was about to give you like a very uh, <laughs> politically uh, like I don't know what to call it, but like I was gonna give you a truce, be like, hey, uh, we were talking college basketball before this. I was like, great game between the Tar Heels and, <laughs> and the and the Wildcats, and and then you just rudely interrupted me. And uh, but no, uh, I uh, I'm good. The the that threw me for a loop, but. Uh, I, we were talking a lot of Thunder basketball before this, and and I'm soaked to just you know talk about it with the boys. I also will say this is a I've realized uh, going into these episodes with uh, Dylan and with Cohen that I am more of the guy who's going to be laid back and be like throwing my my takes here or there, kind of kind of throw them in where I need be because they're going to be the guys who bring the the actual NBA intellect to this podcast. So. Um, fair warning. I will not be a part of this podcast very much and that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I want to be the, the guy behind the scenes anyways. So I'm, I'm just kind of here to observe and, uh, chime in where I need be, but yeah, Dylan, uh, I just want to end with, that was very rude. What you said about, uh, when you, when you ended it without letting me chime in there so to to be fair i was already about to like hit like i've it's been on the intro button for like the entire time we were talking and like there was like a, a small break and i was like all right we're starting to pod 
And like, as I started to say that, you also started to say something, and then it just followed with me dying laughing over the sound of ludicrous. So I was, I was laughing too. That was very funny. I, I <laughs> like, as as someone who understands comedic timing, very little, but also like <laughs> understands understands what you did there. That was that was very funny. So I'm glad you did that. All right, and also joining us as we go back and forth. Um, in our banter here, uh, we've got the aforementioned, the man, the myth, the legend, the underscone. I forgot what nickname we gave him on the last podcast, but he's here. Connor, come. What's up, man? I don't remember it either. Uh, I'm doing good, man. <laughs> uh, I think I think Tyranny just did the whole Russell Westbrook, I'm going to like bench me so that the team can improve thing. Like oh, at the beginning of the podcast, he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm going to take a back. I'm going to take a back seat. I'm going to bench myself, which Tyranny, we need you out there chucking up heat checks so we need the ranch i'll do I'll, listen i'll do heat checks but i i gotta let you guys run the 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 offense has to run somewhere and it's it's from cone it's from dylan i'll come in as the as the uh heat check from time to time but but you okay. guys are the the main offense okay that's all right i'll, I'll, I'll allow that but i'm doing good yeah. uh thunder garbage w of course it's you know the norm at this point we are 10 games above 500 uh, where are the Lakers and Timberwolves right now? Because that game was close. Wolves it up is 93 to 87 Timberwolves. With I was really hoping we could get a Wolves loss. Uh, Lakers are without LeBron. Right. So ah, I man. guess if the Lakers lose, you know, we gain a little bit of ground on them. So it's not the end of the world. But I was hoping we could get a Timberwolves loss to at least, you know, gain a little bit of ground on them for the one seed. But it's whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, hanging out right now is the two seed in the Western Conference. Things are feeling good. Beating the Clippers is always nice, which of course, you know, we're going to talk about in this episode. But it's it's strange, man. Like I haven't gotten used to just the consistent winning quite yet. It doesn't feel like we're as far into the season as we are. We're now 26 games into the year over a quarter of the way through the year, which feels super strange. The fact that we're already yeah. this far in. Uh, every game still feels like, oh, it's still early in the season. Like don't want to overreact mm -hmm. to anything, but Hey, we're not that far away from the halfway point. Uh, we're close to us being in Oklahoma City. You know, Terry's yes, always right. there, but everyone has a group <laughs> having the whole podcast unit there with the fan event coming up on the 13th against the Orlando Magic. Ooh. Go ahead, grab your tickets. If you haven't yet, we're going to be there. It's going to be great. You get a ticket and you get to shoot a half court shot and take a picture on the court. How often do you get to do that? So definitely make sure to go ahead and check that out. But yeah, it's really exciting. It's a good time. Um, I'll be there. My dad, who talks about, who, he looks forward to this trip so much every year. He's super hyped to be going again. He will be there. I love that. You know, Ryan's rolling through after. It's going to be his first fan event. He wasn't at the last one, so I'm replacing one brother with the other brother in terms of family coming through to visit for the fan event. But yeah, should be yep. a good time. Definitely make sure to grab your tickets if you haven't already. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there you go. Take a drink, guys. Um, uh, very excited to meet Ryan Ninja Bands. Uh, but we oh, yeah, you have We yeah, will yeah. mourn. We will mourn the missing piece of B that is B Cone. Uh, shout out Brandon. Legend. Legend. Yeah. He, he yeah, still talks about an being an all. He still <laughs> talks about to this day. I told him, um, I think a couple of weeks ago when I saw him at Thanksgiving that we still mentioned that, and he thought that was awesome. He, so he still like talks about that trip and the. The Shay is an all-star thing that we try to push. For those of you that don't know, basically, I have two brothers, and the older one is the one who came through for the last fan event with uh, me and my dad. And he 
was like doesn't know too much about NBA basketball. He got more into it recently because of the trip, actually. And he's like, what do I need to know? Like, what do I say? I was like, just say Shay's an all-star if anyone asks you about the team. Like, that's really all the information you need to know. And that's all he there said the go. entire weekend was that Shea was an all <laughs> Every time he had a shot at the game, it was Shay is an all-star. So <laughs> and hey, Shay became an all-star. First time all-star. I should have told him to say Shay's all NBA, apparently. But yeah, absolutely. You should have. Yeah, see, you know, as as Cone was playing in the fan event, like this this is an example of what happens in the game. You know, Shea's having an off game, and then Chet, like, you know, goes on that little run right there in the third quarter, like pretty much by himself to, like, get all the momentum back for OKC. And Shea's just like, hey, I'm going to stand back. I'm going to let that guy cook. I'm going to let him carry us. So, yep. Cone, awesome plug, man. Awesome plug for the I got you. Event. I did what I had to do. You know, Tierney was hyping me up, talking about the offense running through us. I got – I started feeling myself. You know, I got empowered by my coach over there, so I appreciate you, Tierney. Yeah, you, you. you did the full up and under alley-oop off the backboard there, so. Mm-hmm. 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 Did you all see uh, Mark's quote about that after the game? Yeah. 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 For those of you that didn't see it, uh, Mark was basically like – he was asked about the self alley-oop. He said, we don't work on that. That's not part of his player development plan. He's just rocking. So <laughs> we appreciate that, Mark. That's a really good quote. Love that. Mark's our rock star, man. All right, well, hey, let's let, let's stop tiptoeing around, guys. Let's get in this game, the segment that we call the single large item. So starting with the single large item, uh, like Cone's been cooking. I'm the host. Tierney, we're going to lob it up to you, man. We're bringing you in Dude, off the I bench. Just... Isaiah Joe, get some shots up, man. Take single some shots, item. Tierney. Stop being selfless. Take some shots. Hog the ball. Dude, I just I – just... Dude, I just said uh, let let the other guys cook, and then you guys were like, "Hey, take it, throw the throw the ball in the corner, and whatever." <laughs> you're open, man. Yeah, you're out there shooting corner threes wide open every time, like Norman Powell. My dream, I want to mention this by the way. My dream is to like get on these post game podcasts and just not have to talk and just edit and like post the the YouTube videos. I'm oh, fine you talking. Jason Gallagher side. Yeah, I'll be the Jason Gallagher of the the old man three because i every time i get on here i'm i over criticize my own what i say and i get self-conscious about it and i hate it and now i have to like do that again with two really good thunder uh recap tierney just just shoot from the hip give us your why i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna shoot from the hip i'm gonna shoot from the hip i have two uh two really not uh likely people for this uh single large item all right josh giddy uh was fantastic in the minutes that he played he uh made three three pointers in the first quarter which was stunning to say the least because of his shooting performance thus far um Proceeded to immediately get out of the game because of a high ankle sprain or an ankle sprain of some kind in uh, around halftime. I don't remember if it was the second or the third quarter, but the around second. there, second quarter. Um, and then I I also want to, my, my second player of the single large item, I want to throw this to you guys. Who do you think, uh, this is a, this is one of those non, uh, this is, this is a not real stat. Okay. Uh, not real stat of the day. Love those. When 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 the Thunder made a really good highlight shot and they went to the bench, who do you think it was that they showed the most on the bench? If you had to guess, 
Boom, Jalen Williams. That is correct. Uh, Jalen Williams, uh, my <laughs> hype man of the game. Uh, he was not in this game that much, if at all. Yeah, he played a little uh, bit. Yeah. He played a little bit. Okay. He he played a little bit, but his his main the the those statistics throw them out the window. He, his main contributions to this game was the fact that he was the hype man off the bench. He was. And uh, and uh I loved the energy that he gave from uh the sidelines. So uh Josh Giddy and then Jalen Williams uh were my single large items of the game. Uh mostly for that second half because of the the energy that they brought. Yeah, yeah I mean, was, go ahead, go. I was like, yeah, Giddy was hitting shots. It's not often he's knocking down threes, but he was. And then immediately his ankle just evaporates. We'll have to away. see what happens uh, with that ankle injury, but feels like he's going to miss time. Because, I mean, like Dub also for a moment seemed like he might have an ankle injury. He had that really uh-huh. nice move on PG, finished yeah. from a rim. And he tweaked his ankle a little bit. He didn't get back on defense, you know, only got to about half court. They hit a three, and then we had to call a timeout for the second time because of injury. And he immediately went back to the locker room, and I was like, oh, God, did we just have two people both get injured in the same game with ankle injuries? Thankfully, he was okay, and he was able to come back in. But, yeah, man, injury like, – we've been pretty healthy this season. That was really scary to see doubles have to deal with ankle injury. But I'm interested to see what the plan is moving forward with Giddy probably not playing for a little bit. I would imagine he's mm-hmm. out for at least a week or so or a couple of weeks with the way the ankle injury looked. I mean, he went to um, he went to uh, the locker room and like never even came back out. Like it, mm-hmm. it was he was ruled out pretty quickly. Yeah. So I I just don't think he's going to play for a little bit and. Is it Case and Wallace that ends up starting? He feels like probably the most natural fit. Just give us another guard. Could it be Case and could we go with some more size with like a Kenrich? Could we get some Wiggins? I mean, if we want to keep the rotation mostly the same, we could theoretically throw like Ooze in the starting lineup if we want to try something like that. I'm just really curious to see how the rotation changes with Giddy missing time most likely. And what does the starting lineup look like? Does it become a rotating door of, hey, we want some more shooting this game. Maybe it's Joe that goes out there. We need more size. I mean, against the Denver Nuggets, we had a lot of success with the two big lineup when we played Denver coming up here soon. Could it be Jay Will getting a start next to Chet Holmgren out there in the front court? I'm just really interested to see what we do with rotation. Because up to this point, it's just we know we've known what it's gonna be like every night. And now with an injury, it gives Mark some chances to experiment and see what his vision is with this team. If at some point down the line, you know, Giddy keeps playing poorly and say he gets benched or traded or something like that, I don't know. What could this future starting lineup look like? Like, what are they thinking with some of these matchups? So I think it's interesting to think about. Um, but yeah, Giddy starts to have a good game, like is actually knocking down some shots out there and then the ankle just goes away because, of course, it does. Yeah, man, it was it was really rough. And honestly, like uh, based on a couple angles, like I, I I don't think that it was ruled this, but like it almost looked like he twisted both ankles. Like one definitely got like the brunt of the damage, but it looked awkward on the other one as well. Um, yeah. And even as he was limping off the court, it wasn't like a you know like a hop drag hop drag like it was it was very awkward like walk off the court. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, you know what happened. You know why I, I talked about in uh, I don't even remember what pot it was, but whenever he had eighteen points, um, I said it was you know 
it was his best game. And you guys know I don't like talking about Giddy like through all this stuff. Um, yeah. And but like I had to acknowledge him because it was his best game. He played a good game. And you know, same thing tonight. Like three three from three in the first quarter. Insane. Um, had that crazy behind the bat pass to Shea. Um, yeah. Shea just had like a wide open lane to the basket. Like, he was in his bag tonight. Like he could have put in a pretty good performance. But yeah. He uh, obviously he had the um, ankle turn. That was like I, I want to say there was like two minutes or like under two minutes left in the second quarter, and then we went into halftime. And then like under a minute and a half into the third quarter is when Jalen Williams dub Santa because it's still December. We're coming up on it. Uh, he turned his ankle. So literally in like under three minutes of game action, we like potentially lost two of our starters. So. It was looking pretty grim there for a second, but yeah, I uh, I, I agree with you, Cam. Like it'll be it'll be interesting to see because I mean, smart money is like you know anytime Giddy or Shea or Dort whoever has to miss, Kaysen's been the starter, been the de facto starter. But we're playing the Los Angeles Lakers on Saturday, and they're famously a bigger team. And mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe you try to dictate the pace by playing by going small, but. You know, I wouldn't be shocked to see Kendrick Williams or like Aaron Wiggins out there to try to yeah. you know, add more size out there. Yeah, I'm curious to see how we experiment like them. The the Nuggets are a team that I think is going to be a really interesting test as well. So, yeah, I, it, it's going to be fun uh, to see kind of the way that Mark goes with things. And it's, you know, felt like Giddy hasn't been playing great with the starters recently. So I guess, I mean, this is a chance to see like, what do the starters look like if Giddy's not in the lineup? Like, is that the numbers mostly say that when the starters are out there with Kaysen or Zay instead of Josh, they've been a lot better. So I guess we'll have to see what kind of that looks like now with like a lot more runtime. Again, assuming he does miss time, which like you said, it did feel like, like there was the one ankle, obviously that he hurt, but it was mm-hmm. just overall an awkward kind of fall in general. And like, he just immediately, you could tell like it was a bad injury from the moment he fell down. So yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to be that guy um, because obviously, you know, he was playing good and I acknowledge that. But in the third quarter, I, I didn't realize this when it was happening because I was just like along for the ride. Do you guys know how many points we scored in the third quarter? Yes, I did. And it was a lot. 45 points in the third quarter. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Damn. We couldn't like... It, it was because going to halftime, they'd kind of cut the lead a little bit. And I was kind of getting a little nervous. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, we need to like calm this thing down. And then third quarter, we just like slaughtered them and just picked up the pace. And from there, it was perfectly fine. You know, I think it was, it was like three and a half. Like, actually, it was even it was like nine minutes left. I feel like and the Clippers like started to empty their bench. Like they started going to, mm-hmm. you know, Bones came in the game. You had Kobe Brown out there, Brandon Boston. And they did credit to them make a little bit of a run. You know, I think they cut it to like 13 or something like that. And then we just, you know, pushed it all the way back up to like 17 or something like that before winning the game. So credit to them for going on the little run. But it was it, it was just kind of a weird game. This game felt off from the moment that Kawhi didn't end up playing. And I just mm-hmm. feel like all throughout, it was just a, like a twilight zone of a game out there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go Mustang Orange on him because it's it's a little bit off the beat a little bit off the beaten path. Like Cohen, you'll have plenty of time to cook. Like you'll have you'll have plenty of options to cook. Yeah, uh, I, I tweeted about this and I, I think that it bears mentioning the fact that we have Lou Dort, Shea Gilders Alexander, Jalen Williams, Casey Wallace, Aaron Wiggins, Kenrich 
uh, Kendrick Williams on this team. So you have elite, too strong, too solid point of attack contenders at all points in the game. Like, man, they there was some possessions in the first half. They had James Harden in absolute hell, bro. Like, there was mm-hmm. one possession. He got blocked by Kaysen, got the rebound, and immediately got blocked by Shea. Um, you had Kaysen Wallace, like, face guarding Paul George, like, in the like, I, they tried back to back possessions to put Paul George in the post against Casey Wallace, and he stopped them both times. Um, like Aaron Wiggins played great defense on Harden, obviously, uh, Jalen Williams played good defense on Paul George and Harden. Shea was on Harden, he was on Russell Westbrook. Like, we have so many different like point of attack defenders that you could throw at like all these players because one of the biggest things about the Clippers and their winning streak is they have so many different ways to come at you. Um, so many different players that can attack, you know, whatever weakness that you have. And sure. They didn't have Kawhi tonight. Uh, we didn't have Giddy for most of the night. Obviously it's not, that's an even trade. Um, but <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously, obviously, you know, it's, that's not an even trade, but like, even still like having Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, Norm Powell in there at some points, and uh, Terrence Mann. Like, you have five guys that are dangerous with the basketball in their hands, and it didn't matter. We was comfortable at all points in that game because we had guys to throw at them at every stage of the game. So, uh, obviously, you know, some of these guys are, like, still learning, like Casey Wallace specifically. Shea's kind of, you know, starting to learn a little bit more as the point of attack defender, you know, kind of playing more on ball than just off ball. Um, so, like, there's going to be, like, a learning curve. There's going to be some growing pains. But, like, as we get into the playoffs, having those guys to rely on as defenders and having Chet as an anchor, like, man, it's insane. Yeah, and I mean, I think that even goes back a little bit to what we are talking about with the versatility of how we can utilize lineups or what sort of lineup we can throw out there with Giddy out. Like, it speaks to the versatility of this team where – you can go, you know, Giddy's 6'9". You can put Casey Wallace in for him because of his defense, because of his ability to handle the rock, and you're probably perfectly fine. You could go a bigger guy like a Wiggins or Kenrich Williams. Like, there's just so many ways to go, and I think it speaks to the versatility of this team. A lot of that does come back to that defense you were talking about where we just have a lot of options against pretty much any type of team, whether they're big, they're small, they want to push the pace, they want to slow the game down we have different looks to throw at every single team. We're not a very stagnant team. We can try so many different things. We've got a lot of length in the passing lanes, uh, you know, Chet's down there blocking shots. It's a crazy team. Like we've built a team that has length, has the ability to handle the ball and just frustrate opposing teams on both sides. Um, I think it's, it's just the strength of what we're doing over here. And like you said, I mean, credit to Kaysen as much as he, you know, he's a rookie and there have been a couple moments where he's getting beat defensively. It's not for a lack of trying because it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who he's going up against. Mm-hmm. Kaysen is not afraid of anybody. He's he going to go beats, right at man. them, whether it's James Harden, it's Paul George, you know, Steph Curry, that game that we won where Steph comes down and he's the one guarding him at the end of the game, like the final shot, trying to hold him off. Just he's gotten so many tough assignments and he stepped up in all of them. And now there's a chance he might be thrust into the starting lineup of an 18 and 18. That's the second seed in the Western Conference. And if I'm perfectly happy with that, which is crazy when we talk about a guy again who's a rookie who's only played this much, I'm perfectly cool if he steps into the starting lineup. I think he would be perfect in that role. So yeah, man, it's it's such a luxury to have a team that can throw all these different looks at opposing teams where I feel like 
you know, obviously we were a better team. We've been a better team in the past with all the success we had in, you know, the Russ KD era, but this team just feels so much more versatile in the overall grand scheme of things. A lot of times with like those squads, it felt like we were just brutalizing teams based on more talent. Like, Oh, we've got two MVP caliber players. We win. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like we've built a roster where we're really deep. We've got so many different guys who contribute. Obviously there's like Shea as the lead guy and Chet and dub, but there's so many different guys who can contribute both on that offensive end, particularly that defensive end, like you talked about, which is, it's just nice. Like it's the same thing with the fact that we actually have shooting now because we never had shooting on those teams. Yeah. Do you have anything to add about the defense? No, that was all. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was all I was going to say. My, my fault. I did the, uh, who's the dude? Geo wise, the dribble guy or like Julian Newman. I, I went, I saw, oh, yeah. dribb- I dribbled the air out of the ball and shot a step back three. My bad tyranny. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. I just, I, I didn't have anything else to add that, that, that was, that was really good. It was well done. All right, come cook, man. What's your single large item for the game? Single large item. I mean, I can talk about our two guys, the two best players. Um, but I'm, I'm going to focus on Chet. Uh, big game for Chet. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He had 23 points, six boards, seven dimes, which might be his career high. Feels I like it is. So, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Nine of 11 shooting two of three from three, just a single turnover. No blocks, which was weird. It felt like he got one or two, like when I'm just thinking back on the game. But obviously didn't end up doing that. Um, yeah, it's just another big game from Chet. Obviously, he had the highlight of the game as well where he – he kind of gets, you know, not stuck, but he hits like a pump fake and he's not really going anywhere. So he just decides to go up and under, throw it off the backboard to himself off a lob and then like bumps Harden on the way by, just kind of gives him a little shoulder. And mm. I mean, it's it's just stuff Chad does. It's one of those moments where you're like, oh, he can just do this. Okay, that's cool. Appreciate that. And I feel like we have those moments as much as we watch Chad. There's moments every single game, every couple of games where Chet will do one or two things where I'm like, how is that even possible that Chet just managed to pull off, you know? Oh, Chet- oh, you're talking about what Chet pulled off there, three cones? Whoa, yeah. Jerry. Jerry I, am ta- I am talking about that. I'm talking about the off-the-backboard lob Chet threw to himself, you know, it, Chet up to Jerry. Chet. Imagine seeing that shit live. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I wasn't there. But you were there. How was it? Oh, my God. Jerry. Jerry. What tyranny? I'm just like, I'm just happy to see you, Jerry. Oh, okay. Well, I'm happy to see you. I'm just you like, too. Jerry, what's up? Yeah. No, but dead ass. I just wanted to come say, like, so I've been going to Thunder Games since 2008. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the highs, the very, very highs, and I've seen the lows. Mm. Very, very lows. Yeah. Super low. And what, your Gastelazak is low? This team is like really close to very, very high again. Like as far as like the energy and what's going on in the arena, I couldn't walk around tonight. I heard it was buzzing. Dude, it was buzzing. It was nuts in that place tonight. Like it wasn't playoff vibes just like all the way, but you, you were, you were bumping shoulders with somebody. Like whether you were going to the bathroom with six minutes left in the first quarter or it was halftime or granted it was, you know, a little bit more busy than others, but dude, dudes rather, let me use the plural (laughs) version of that. Uh, We're back. We're fucking back. 
Like I saw oh, yeah. maybe all of three Clippers jerseys in that place tonight. Three. Nice. Nice. It's been a while. <laughs> Let me just say it's it's been a while since that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry to cut you off, Cone, but no, Coach when, Jerry. Yeah, when Don't... that Chet Lob went off. I have not felt it that electric since like 20, I'll, I'll say 2017. Cause there were a couple games when Russ just like absolutely just went nuts. Um, speaking of Russ, whenever he checked into the game, my eyes literally teared up. They, they were, they were loving Russ, bro. Like it was loud. It was yeah. so loud. Everybody was on their feet. Um, it was so we haven't had a game like this at home yet. Right. Like one where it's like, that's a game. You know, you kind of look at it. You're like, that's a game. Like the nuggets, you know, over the week, that was a game, you know, this game was a game also. And choir or not, regardless, that team is, that team is stacked. Like they're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, they, they got some names on them. And we absolutely destroyed them. Oh, I have to brush oh, yeah, my brother. daughter's teeth. So, okay, I will in a second, my love. I'll leave that in the pod. Um, <laughs> love shout it. out, Nina. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. dudes, that, like, I cannot wait for January 13th anymore because, like, the Magic are kind of good. We're obviously Not good. A, they're very good. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I take the, the East with a grain of salt. You know, I've been doing that for years since LeBron left. Um, so, guys, like y'all, I mean, I'm going to count Tyranny in this too because he lives here but never goes to any games. Uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're catching straight. What, what, been catching straight all yeah, night, bro. I, just, you're, you're, uh, I know you're sorry, just sitting there. Uh, Sorry, I'm a freaking high school teacher, dude. What do you want me to do? I don't have the money. I mean, obviously. Come on, Bishop McGinnis. Get your shit together. Hopefully the Super That's not where I work at all, Jerry, but that's okay. Oh, you don't work at Bishop McGinnis? No, I don't. I'll tell I don't you think after. he was the dachshund on the puck. Yeah. I'll no, tell you later. Box that shit. No, I'm totally kidding. No, dude. I'm <laughs> like, I'll tell you after. Okay. Okay. Um, Jerry no, came but, in the dock's tyranny. Yeah. No, no remember but, last year in the live pod, Jerry like fully like almost told him somebody's whole address on the podcast. And we're like, dang, bro, you just get doxing? He's like, wait, what are you talking about? And we had to relay what he said. He's like, oh, shoot, my bad. Sorry. Oops. Yeah. Oh, Shit happens sometimes. But uh, back happens. to my point, which was like everybody that's coming in town, you guys are in for just such a treat. Like, this is going to be freaking amazing. I'm yeah. telling you, I've not seen this many empty seats in, like I said, four or five years. Like, this is absolutely nuts. Like, not empty seats. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I like, said that. Huh? Yeah, sorry. Technically, what you said still worked. But, yeah. that out. Yeah. <laughs> but Dylan's from Kentucky. He needs it literally. So we have to accommodate our special friend over there. Listen, um, we were talking about the education last tonight. night. All <laughs> I'm just shooting them. No, oh God. I, just, I just want to tell you guys, like, tonight was absolutely amazing. If you're an OKC local or, like, within an hour, 
come watch a game because this is just it's so much fun too. like this team is so freaking good it's just dumb um god i'm just getting like 29 you know 2009 2010 vibes all over again and it's so much fun so much fun connor we're back sorry to interrupt you on your chat off the glass fucking jammed it setting Uh, you back up dude we (laughs) the arena went nuts during that by the way it was just chaos in that place i believe it Sorry, Cone. You're probably going to talk about it way better than me, but I told Dylan to speakerphone me, and he didn't do it. So did, I, did you? I, I texted you. Oh, I you said speakerphone me. Yeah, um, he did call me, and I didn't answer. And I told him we were potting, and then I just saw he texted me. He said, "Put me on speaker with an exclamation point." Oh yeah, Dylan. Uh, yeah, he was about to get a poolside pod, and he totally <laughs> screwed it up. Wow. It's okay. We wanted to see your beautiful face, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been too long. Hey, for the record, real quick, I gotta sh- share a story real quick. So, this is the jersey I'm wearing tonight, right? Dort shoots a three. Yeah, Dort shoots a three. This guy behind me, like three rows up on the other aisle, was like, Take it to the hole, Dort. And I said, He's just as freaking good from there as he is from the hole. Shut up. <laughs> Probably better. <laughs> Probably that's, better. That, that, that's kind of where I was leaning to. And uh, some guy pulled it up. He was like, oh, shit. He's like within like a couple of percent. You're not even that wrong. And I was like, I know. Like, <laughs> trust me. I know this guy. Imagine. But yeah, crazy. I stuff. Know this guy. That's 40% three-point shooter Ludor, by the way. Oh, he's back oh, up, maybe. He he brought that percentage back up. That's for sure. He's back. Well, he runs back. Hey, and I'm sorry. I'm just trying to catch up. I just got home. I was driving. Um you guys know how far my house is from downtown OKC. It's not close by any means. Did Josh's injury report come out yet? No, nothing's come out about it. Just that he he no. left the game, and we haven't gotten any more information about that. Now we 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 talked about how it looked bad, and how like the fact that immediately they were like he's not coming back in. It feels like he's going to miss time, dude. So that looked like an Achilles injury. Yeah, I saw some Twitter. Yeah, like it looked like one. So it did not look good. I think he was trying to run that off and be like the tough guy. It did not look good in the moment. That's all I got to say. And yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys how electric it was and everybody else, and that you're in a I love it. Yeah, you're in for a treat on January 13th. Which is why you should go ahead and buy your tickets to the Thunder or Topic Thunder fan event January 13th, by the way, so you can mm. get some of this electricity in your life mm. that Jerry's talking about. You should go check mm. that out. Second part of the yes. podcast. The yeah, link oh, was yes. pinned in our, on, on the top of our Twitter, but Tierney decided to pin something Oof. else. So. Shut yeah. up, dude. I'll pin <laughs> Thanks, it right Tierney. Now. All right. Tierney will I be just, repinning it. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm right I just wanted to tell you guys that. All right. Jerry, I just I gotta tell you one more thing. It's gonna bring your whole mood down. What? Tyranny, should I tell him? Tell me. What? Should I tell him? Hurry no, up. Well, I don't know. Me. I don't know what you're gonna tell me. I don't know. Just tell me then. If he doesn't know, oh, you just uh, tell my, me. Are you talking about the tickets? Yeah. What? No. Yeah, no. My sister's not gonna make it. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? 
Yeah, and Jerry's gone. Oh, he's, he's gone. He's so I was, mad. I was I was gonna tee it back up and say that he's that you're paying for it, but I just wanted to I I just wanted to get his reaction. He's gone, dude. He's out of here. Yeah. So, anyways, Chet Holmgren, really good game from him. Uh, <laughs> special talent that we got here in Chet. When we day we took him with the second overall pick, one of the greatest days in basketball history and Thunder history. Uh, we yep. lost Tyranny now. He's disappeared. <laughs> You can hear him a little bit back there, but nah, Chet's Chet's sick. Like just that was, even the, greatest, when he's di- that was the greatest Chet Holmgren segment of all time. That was like thirty-five minutes. Wow. Yeah, okay. a little bit all over the place, but uh, you wow. know, nine of eleven shooting, finishing around the rim is amazing. The handle with the ball, the off the backboard alley oop. Which, by the way, did that first when he threw it off the backboard? Did that count as a shot? Did they count that? I don't I think always so. wonder that. Like LeBron did that, right? And they didn't count that as a shot. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know if they counted Chet's as a shot or not. It's because like, I was. Is it, I mean, miss? Chet... is it a rebound? Is it an assist? Is this... I'll, I'll dig. I'll dig into this. Hold on. Okay. Because I was curious because he shot nine of eleven, and if one of the only shots he missed was throwing a self lob, that's kind of sick. Yeah, that's so... pretty sick. Was that third quarter? Right, right. Third quarter. Um, that was third quarter. Yeah, yeah. that was after halftime. Okay. Uh, they did not count it as a shot. Okay. Like, yeah, shit hunger makes dunk. Yeah, which good. I'm glad they didn't count it as a miss because clearly he was trying to pull off something cool. But yeah, uh, Chet was he fantastic. He, oh, he yeah, he wasn't trying to. He did pull off something cool. The playmaking for <laughs> Chet was also awesome tonight. Like seven dimes is great. Mm-hmm. We nearly saw a triple double from him against the Nuggets with the blocks. This one also kind of felt like we could have seen a triple double with it from him with the assists. I mean, hey, maybe someday we get the quad double from Chet with the way that he's been playing so far. But yeah, I'm curious to see as well if Giddy does miss time. You know, how does Chet's role change? Like, does because Giddy has a lot of usage on this team? Does Chet get more shots? Which I think in general Chet should be getting more shots. Right now, I feel like he kind of just gets it in the flow of the offense. Every now and again, we see Chet have these games where he just takes over. Uh, this game, he didn't really take over per se. He was still getting the flow of the offense, but I felt like he was being more aggressive, which you like to see because Chet is capable of stuff like this. So anyways, Chet was just fantastic. And, you know, it's, I guess, because I'm the last one going. Uh, Shea and Dub were also both great tonight. Shea had 31, 8, and 4. Didn't the shoot great from the field. Yeah, the Paul George trade, Shea and Dub. Yeah, Shea did not shoot great it felt like there were dylan i think you tweeted this shay was kind of getting to his spots it really didn't feel like he was getting clamped or anything he kept getting to his spots and just missing like he was just missing his typical shots that he normally knocks down which it's going to happen it's the nba everyone has off nights he shot one of six from three took a lot of threes in this one and also had you know four steals two blocks the stocks keep on rising up i tweeted this the other day but crazy stock market's going crazy man that that that, i'm I'm digging it that nickname for shay and chet stock market I like it. I'm a fan of it. But uh, I tweeted this the other day as well, that Shea right now is averaging one full steal more than anybody else in the association. Uh, that's only happened once before. And I think it was 1986 was the date that I found. Like I went and scrolled back through all the steal leaders for the past entirety of NBA history since they recorded steals. The only time that someone has led the NBA in steals by one more or one full steal or more than everybody else was back in 1986, I believe. It's only happened once. Uh, Marcus Smart right now, someone commented below, was averaging two, but he's played like 11 games, so he doesn't qualify at the moment. Yeah. So when he comes back, you know, he might get back into that conversation too. But for now, and honestly, even after this game with shaving four steals, he might have jumped up 
to like 2.9, he might be back up there. So there's a chance Shea right now has the largest gap in NBA history in terms of being the steals leader compared to the second guy. So, Man. which is pretty cool, you know, just doing typical stuff. And then Jalen Williams, he goes out there and doesn't have a crazy game, 13, four and seven, only shot 11 times, two steals as well. But big game for the Paul George trade package. Those two guys, you know, they outscored Paul George. So we take that. They absolutely did. They, yeah, in fact, I, they literally doubled up his point total exactly. 44 points to 22. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, no, I tweeted out because, you know, you, you mentioned his shooting and how it just felt like it was off all night. And I said uh, I said something like, what a bad game from Shade tonight. 31 points, eight rebounds, four assists, four steals, two blocks. Do better next game, Shade. Bad. Like, bad. Yeah. The fact that's his bad game, like that's some guy's career game. Like, like, let's call it what it is. And, like, that's his bad game. And that's, like, in – that's, like, three quarters, and they put him back in for, like, what, like one, two minutes in the fourth? Yeah, you got to – actually, I don't know if he did play for that. I don't think he played the fourth at all. They they put him back in because I remember uh, somebody tweeted out that Clippers are emptying the bench and Diggs is putting Shea back in. Oh, really? I didn't see that at all. I thought yeah, he was out the whole time. Let me see. I'll see how many minutes he got in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he played four minutes in the fourth quarter. For some reason, it felt like he did uh-huh. it. Really? Wow. Huh. Did not also that. I I every time Shay will Shay make sure he gets the 30 points every time. Yeah. Just every time. It's yeah, like it's like eight out of the last 10 games or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, but he'll yeah. like he gets close and it's reaching the point where he might be taken out. So he's like, I'm gonna take over real quick and just get up to 30, and then you know, I'll try, I'll go ahead and head out. Keep that scoring average up, Shay. Good. We need that MVP, MVP conversation because Embiid's doing some crazy mm-hmm. stuff right now. Um, which I guess real quick, I guess we can talk about the uh, ESPN today put out a current like state of the MVP race poll where they polled people on mm-hmm. who right now is where in the MVP race. Let me go ahead and see if I can find the exact numbers. Um, but Shay was in uh, fourth mm-hmm. in the league right now. He had six. First place votes. Uh, he was behind Embiid, who is easily in first place right now, which I don't blame them at all. Embiid is averaging more points per game than minutes played, yeah. which is he would be the second time in NBA history that's happened, joining Wilt Chamberlain, because of course it is. Um, but it's Embiid, Jokic in second, Giannis in third, and then Shea in a very close fourth. And Shea is really close behind uh, Giannis for that third spot. But Shea got six first place votes. He actually doubled up Giannis in first place votes. He just got oh, less wow. second place, third place, and fourth place votes. Um, so, but yeah, right now he's sitting in fourth. Uh, he's ahead of Luca, who's in fifth. And then there's Tatum, Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, Durant, LeBron, De'Aaron Fox, and Rudy Gobert down the rest of the list. But, yeah, if you're wondering about the current state of Shea's MVP conversation, uh, he's in fourth place right now. If you ask me, I think he's in second based on stuff that I've seen so far, or at least he's, to, he's top three. It feels but, like it. It's tough. I mean, that Embiid, Jokic, Giannis top three has been the same top three for the past, I think, three seasons, four seasons almost. I think it's been three seasons. So it's not surprising they're the top three guys. But with the way Shea has been playing, you know, if we stay up in the standings for longer, I think there's a better chance that Shea will creep up into that top three. It's just going to be so hard to catch Joel Embiid with what he's doing right now. If he keeps playing like this, I don't think anybody's going to beat him out for a second straight MVP award. Like, just been absurd so far. So we'll see. What do you have? 51 and 12 last night? Yeah, against uh, the number one defense in the league. He put up a 50 yeah. piece. Yeah. He's averaging over 35 points per game at this point. Yeah. No, that's that, wild. He killed me because I did 
So for those of you that have sportsbook betting, Fanatic Sportsbook has a thing where they literally give you a dollar bonus bet every day. And so like every day I'm building like a 10 to 12 leg parlay, just just trying to hit it. I mean, it's a dollar. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna build up a dollar for 20 bucks. So like um I, I would have hit last night, you know, if Rudy Gobert just got his average. All he needed was a double double, 10 points, 10 rebounds. But he got two fouls almost immediately. They tried to bring him back in in the second quarter. He got another foul really fast. So he sat out most of the first half. And then by then, it was just too far gone and he didn't get it. So I mm. uh, hit everything else. I would have got $250 off of a dollar bonus bet. So thanks, Embiid. Thanks for doing that. That's the worst. I remember there was one time I think I was close to winning like 700 bucks in a parlay a few years ago. We we're playing the Chicago Bulls. And I had like a, like a bunch of like different props and then the Thunder money line. And that was a game, if you remember, I think it was two years ago, maybe. Um, yeah, it was two years ago, I believe, where we were down like huge to the Bulls. And we made this massive comeback and ended up falling like just short. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this isn't going to hit because, you know, we're getting destroyed. And then we came all the way back. And I think like we missed a three late that could have tied the game up with like a few seconds to go and send it to overtime. But we ended up missing. And I was so heartbroken. I was losing my mind. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to hit. It's crazy. It was like a couple bucks on like a moonshot type of thing. It doesn't ha- it doesn't always work out. So yeah, all I'm asking for out. Christmas is that my parlay hits. That's all I'm asking for. There you go. We need the parlay to hit. Yeah. Uh, um, real quick, also want to shout out a Chet Holmgren tweet he just put out. Uh, he said, ooh. "I just realized Shay isn't a t- isn't a 100 on 2K. What are we doing?" <laughs> fair point. Fair point from Shet. It's a fair right. point. You gotta show him some love. Um, Dylan, were you gonna move on to something else? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna briefly talk about the other guys real quick, just like okay. rapid fire. I, I mean, got I got a question that I want to bring up to y'all after you do this, but go for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we briefly talked about Lee Dort, but, I mean, like, we didn't talk about his stats. Like, dude put up 21 points on 8 of 12 shooting, 3 of 6 from deep, had 4 assists, 3 rebounds, and a block, and was a plus 20 in the box score plus minus. Uh, I mean, you know, we talked about his defense, and we talked about his shooting. Like, Lee Dort was insane tonight. Uh, he even had a couple of drives there in the third quarter. Great part of the 45 points. Yeah, like, he, 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 he really stepped up when we needed him tonight, so. Uh, just shout out Lou. And then the bench. I just want to give a shout out to the bench overall. Um, I mean, Casey Wallace was one of four, but excluding him, everybody shot 50% or better. Actually, no, they all literally shot 50%. Jalen mm-hmm. Williams, one of one. Uh, no, I'm sorry. God, I'm terrible at math. Kenny. 50% or better. So Jalen Williams had one of one. Uzman Jane, two of two. Kendrick Williams, two of two. Isaiah Joe, four of eight. Aaron Wiggins, three of six. And even though Kaysen, you know, shot – Poor, more poorly than the others, he made an impact in other areas, uh, specifically defensively. Um, Aaron Wiggins, 8.7 rebounds, made a three. I want to see more Aaron Wiggins minutes, man. Like He just continues to make winning plays. I would love to see – like I, I like seeing Case Wallace in the starting lineup, but you know we mentioned going bigger against the Los Angeles Lakers. I'd love to see Deggs uh, reward Aaron Wiggins for how well he's been playing the last few games because he's been – as steady as they come off the bench this season for us. Yeah, Wiggs is one of those guys that it just feels like he consistently makes winning plays. If he's got a wide open three, I fully expect him to hit it every time. He's mm-hmm. so good on backdoor cuts, which I think Michael Cage actually commented on in the game yeah. or Chris Fisher, one of the two of them. They started talking about his backdoor cuts. Like they are, it is crazy how often he gets guys with that backdoor cut. He's really smart about the timing of it too, not clogging up the lane. I love when Wiggs gets minutes. Like 
it feels like if we had a playoff rotation, I'd want Wiggins in it at this point with the way that he's been playing so far. So it's been good. For sure. And I think that's really all I have to say um, box score wise. Uh, Shout out Brody, double double off the bench, 15 points, 13 rebounds, four assists. Um, Yeah, he he played a good game off the bench as well. So, you know, got to talk about the Brody a little bit. But yeah, um, Cone, you said you had a question, man. I do. First thing I want to say is I uh, can't wait for that Russell Westbrook statue outside the new stadium. And the oh, Jersey, the Jersey retirement mm. ceremony is going to go crazy for him. That's going to be a moment. Um, but so Jojo, friend of the podcast, you know, friend of J-Dub Chet, mm-hmm. he tweeted out earlier today, the Oklahoma City Thunder are a championship cont- contending team. Do yep. you think right now is currently constructed that this Thunder team could go into the playoffs this year and win a title? That's my question for y'all. As, as no trades, just as currently constructed, could this team win a title? I'm gonna say no. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't think we could. But I was curious to see what y'all would say if you had. Like, I guess a good follow up question is, uh, Tierney, do you got something you want to add real quick? No, no, no. I'm thinking. So okay. we're gonna say. My follow up question was that if like, what kind of move, like, what caliber of move would we need to make to get to that point? Like if we added like a pretty good role player, do you think it could get it to get us to that point? Like say we had Dylan's guy like Dorian Finney Smith or something like that. Whew. Like, do you think a role player could push us to that point? Or do you think we have to make kind of the trade or just have more development going into next season? Like what is there anything we could do this year outside of you know training for like a superstar? But do you think there's something we could do this year to get us to that point? If we trade for Lowry, do you think right now we're a championship contender? If we don't give up any of our like say it's giddy it's Bertons. it's like a train man you know it, it's like some of the young guys who don't play too much in the rotation like say we keep mm-hmm. the core rotational guys and we had a guy like lowry do you think we're championship contenders do you think we could win it all this season dude he looks like he's gonna, gonna say something so i'm, I'm gonna let no him no you say i'm think i'm processing okay, okay say what you're gonna say uh well you know think about the lowry had- trade yeah yeah well when we had jason on last night you know he talked specifically about the lowry trade um you know, well, he talked about like bringing in a star in the middle of the season and how that rarely, rarely nets you a championship. Like, I think he said Clyde Drexler and he, you know, I think Alex brought up Clyde Winter, but obviously, like, that was like before the season started. So, like, it it's very rare that that like brings immediate dividends. Uh, I think if we bring in Lori, like, you know, we could make a lot of noise, like, maybe even make the Western Conference finals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because like I feel like he's, He's one of the most like low maintenance, high impact players that you can add to this team. And Jason even said that. Like, I feel like you can bring in Lori and you know not ruffle any feathers, and like he he'd really fit. Um, but I do think that it would take like you know an off season of like going over film, like Mark Dagnall going over film, um, trying to figure out like the best way to like you know maximize this roster, um, and you know even making some moves on the edges uh, on top of all that because you know we have we have a good like playoff rotation. We have a good playoff rotation, but like there's mm-hmm. still teams that present matchup problems. So I, I do think that there right. would still be ways to like fine tune, but like DFS specifically, like, you know, if we were to take like a, uh, like a smaller move, I still think that we could get to that point to where we are talking, maybe Western conference finals, because, you know, the, the issue with why I don't think we could contend as constructed right now, if Giddy's healthy is I don't think you're able to play your five quote unquote best players on the court when it matters the most in a playoff setting, because 
Giddy's going to be attacked on defense. Doris can be in order on offense. Like, you know, there's it, it, it presents like a rough situation where you can't have both of them on the floor. So if you have DFS on there, you know, you can kind of pick or choose. You have DFS out there. He's more of like a long-rangey defender. Maybe you can sacrifice Dort for the playmaking of Giddy. You have DFS out there. Um, you know, you have the shooting. You have something offensively where you can have Dort out there. Giddy can sit on the bench, and you just have this crazy defensive lineup with Shea, Dort, DFS, Dub, and Chat. So uh, I, I can see that. But, like, you know, like I said, I, I, I feel like – even me being the, like the optimist of the team, being the optimist of Thunder Twitter, I don't think there's any shot we're comp- contending for a championship this year. But if it happened, yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think we could do it as currently constructed. I just thought it was an interesting conversation to talk about because mm-hmm. we are the two seed in the Western Conference at the moment. We do look really good, and it is you know like JoJo mentioned, it's a sentiment a lot of people have. I would love to say that we are. I just, I do think we're a little bit away. And you talk about the fact that big trades rarely kind of make it happen in that first season after the deadline. Mm-hmm. Like last year, the Suns deal for Kevin Durant, they end up getting out in the second round, even though they looked pretty good because it kind of got your roster. One thing right. I do think is unique about us is because of the draft picks and the players mm-hmm. that we're targeting. Like we don't have to really gut this team of contributors to make a big deal happen. Or if we trade for a role player like a Dorian Finney-Smith amongst others, Usually those are the type of trades that do work out in the first season. Like the Bucks bring in PJ Tucker. They brought him in. He, he won a championship with them immediately, and he was like an mm-hmm. impact player on that team. So that is kind of more the vision if we were going to try and compete now. that That's personally what I think is going to happen. I think – I said this on Twitter the other day, and I don't think I've said it on the podcast. I am very confident we make a trade of some kind at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the big one. I don't expect it to come to an offseason. But I do, I mean, we might try or at least like put it out there into like, say we go to the Jazz or like, what would you want from him? And we kind of present an offer and they're like, we're good for now. We're like, okay, we'll revisit this in the off season. I don't think we'll just sit on our hands and not try, but I feel pretty confident that we're going to add a role player of some kind that impacts this team. And so I was just kind of curious what y'all had to say about that whole championship contender thing, because, you know, I also like to be optimistic. I like to kind of push the narratives like, oh yeah, Chet's going to win rookie of the year. He could be an all-star this and that, like, you know. It's just hard with the way the Western Conference is right now. And plus, we don't have that experience, really, like so that mm-hmm. other these other teams do. Like, right. Denver won a championship. Phoenix, if they can ever get fully healthy, which I don't know if they're going to. Like, they've been through a lot before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, even the Timberwolves have had a couple of playoff series under their belt at this point, and we just don't have that. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, it's like Kendrick Williams is like the – quote-unquote, like, pseudo-vet for this team. But, like, Kendrick Williams doesn't have playoff experience. Like, our playoff guys are Shea and Dort, and that's kind of it. Bertans has not been to the playoffs. Is that right? He's uh, He's been to the playoffs. I think he went with Dallas. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he contributed much or even saw the floor. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, oh, he's also with San Antonio at one point. So Yeah, I feel like that was in, like, their, like, bad years, but I could be wrong. I think he got, I think he was there like right at the end of them being good, if I remember right. Yeah, 2016 17, he played with the Spurs in 2017 18. Like he was there for a couple of their like last really good gotcha. years. But yeah. Yeah. But then again, I don't like, I don't think he'll see minutes for us. He's the, honestly, the no. fact that we have Davis Bertans' contract is the big reason why I'm confident we're going to make a deal because mm-hmm. having an expiring That's what I was going to say. It's just yeah. too valuable to not make a deal with something like that, I would imagine. Right. Bertans, I think. I mean, 
also Trey Man. I mean, Trey Man is not the experience, but I think his value. I, I don't think we're using him that well, or, or using him to the best of his ability. And you got like Mijic there. Like, I feel like I feel like there's capital besides just the treasure chest of picks that we've got. Poor guy got catfished with Mijic. Like, I, I wrote this banger of a song for him because I was very excited for him to come on, and like. He has not lived up to the song. <laughs> There's I mean whirling this he, he's yeah, he's he's shown flashes. I don't think you give up yet. Well. I, I believe. I believe in Michic. All right. That's fair. I'm man. a fan. I'm a fan. All right, boys. Well, well, hey, um, this will be so we're gonna podcast either Saturday night or Sunday morning, depending on how everything goes. Um, wait, Sunday morning. Yeah, that's Christmas Eve. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can do that either way. Um, so that'll be our next podcast. So this will probably be the last time I get to do this. So just, just one more time for the Santa's one time. coming to town. Santa! Oh my God! Santa here? I know him. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yep, just did that for you, Tyranny. I know you love it so much. Dylan is assaulting me by just like saying things and then immediately cutting into a, a video clip. It's just Dylan, I gotta say all the slack you've gotten from some people on this podcast about a video. I love it. Every time I love it. I don't, I, don't, I appreciate lot. that, Colin. Because it's well it's well put together. The first time I saw it, it was hilarious because I wasn't on that podcast. I just opened Twitter and saw that the account posted a clip. I saw it, it was hilarious. Very well done. Hey, and we got the stamp, bro. Like, you know, Dub, uh, um, I don't know if you guys got to hear Alex talk about it, but, you know, he mentioned, like, hey, we're the podcast that, you know, did the Santa thing. He's like, word? That's tough. I'm like, all right. And, you know, we had Joel Lorenzi on the pod, and whenever Alex told that story, and Alex said, or Joel said, sounds like a stamp to me. I'm like, does sound like a stamp. The Santa stamp, baby. Santa stamp for December, anyways. Um, but yeah, fellas, uh, Christmas is coming up. I don't know if I will see you guys before Christmas. So I want to take a chance to ask you, like, let's let's go a little holiday theme as we end the pod real quick. Uh, I asked uh, Jason and Jerry this question last night. What is your all's favorite Christmas movie? I'm going to go oh. to Tyranny first because he hasn't talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was on purpose. Uh, the, I mean, the obvious answer is Elf. Um yeah, Elf is the. I think that Elf is the move. Um, I mean, you've got the the world's greatest cup of coffee, fantastic uh, part of that movie. You've got um, him eating gum off of the side rails oh, of New York City. You've got him singing the the Christmas Carol to James Can. I mean, it's a classic. Um, Elf is Elf is my move. It's if I had to, if I had a little more time to to think about it, I could maybe think of another one. But Elf is off the top of the dome. I mean, brother, we, number one. We got all the time you want. You can think of an alternate while Cone State. I'll talk about his. I'll think. I'll think. Yeah. All right, Cone, what you got? Elf. I don't need time to think. Okay. It is Elf. Oh damn! Uh, that's damn. Regardless of what Tyrion said, that's that's my pick. Um, been my favorite for a while, and living up in New York City right now, I appreciate it even more. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 
it, it, it is Elf. I'm I'm Will Ferrell's great. I'm a big fan, and I think it's it's a classic. That's one. That's the one I used to watch like all like every year. I've watched Elf without mm-hmm. fail every single time it gets around Christmas season. So yeah, that's my pick. There's some other classics out there. You know, I think Home Alone. Is, a few. Mm-hmm. Home Alone's a real good one if you want to go that route. Um, but Elf, Elf's got to be my pick. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about Elf and Home Alone and Home Alone 2 last night. Uh, Home Alone 2 is underrated. I will forever be an advocate of Home Alone 2. Um, An underrated Christmas movie since, you know, you kind of had yours on lock. I'm going to give Jerry a little bit of time to uh, think here. Um, On Netflix, it's an animated movie. It's called Klaus. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. It is is gut-wrenching. Like, it it will make you feel... So many things. It'll that's make exactly what happy. I want to. That's exactly what I want to feel in the holiday season. Is gut. Listen, listen. It'll make you <laughs> happy. Rip your heart out. It'll make you cry. <laughs> it'll make you laugh. It'll make you think. Like it's a. It's like a creative retelling of how, like Santa and all the Christmas traditions kind of came about. Um, and it's just like it's got so much heart. Um, it's it's got just a great story, uh, great voice casting. Um, JK Simmons plays the guy that plays, uh, Santa. JK um, Simmons like, is in it. Hold on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of people, right? Rashida Jones voices, the, the main lady. Uh, I mean, there's, I mean, I, I could pull up the cast and just like read all the names, but like, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I've been hyping up this movie on Twitter every year for like the past three years. It's a family tradition of us. Whenever we put up the Christmas tree, we watch Klaus uh, the kids love it. Like it's great for the family, but like as an adult, like that crashed my jam, dude. So like go watch Klaus. It's like, I think it's like 70, 80 minutes. Like it's, it's not going to take a lot of your day. Like it's absolutely worth it. If you watch it and you're disappointed, then, uh, you know, you can, you can smack me at the fan event, but Damn, they do have a stack cast. Norm McDonald is in this. Jesus yeah. Klaus, yeah. Yeah. I just realized I, I've def- I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that program and it's, it's very good. It's very Let's good. Go. Right, we I'm, got I'm, the tear to stamp. I, I'm no, still, I, I'm still on. I have to watch dumb and dumber homework. No, but, dumb and dumber and class over Christmas break. I'm check that out for you too, Dylan. It looks good. I'm, I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big advocate of animated movies for too long. People have been it's like, good. Movies, it's good. It's movies and this and that. I love animated movies. Those are, those are my jam. So I'll go ahead and check it out for you, Dylan. I got you. Klaus is a tear jerker. Also, uh, it's a wonderful life. Uh, I mean, that that's it's a wonderful life is the movie that everybody says, but it is a tearjerker. If you watch it from start to finish, you, if you don't have a tear in your eye, you're not a human a being. single tear. Yeah, you you have to you have to. I mean, it's one of those ones. And then the <laughs> the the claymation Rudolph. Um, Bro, the claymation movies oh, were my yeah. jam when I was younger. It Every is year, such I a. Would watch- the Rudolph one, the Year Without a Santa Claus one that has like Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Yes. That yeah. One. Yes. That one's yes. yes. Bro, yes. those those like those claymation like animated movies, those They're are my so favorite, good. bro. I watched those so much when I was a kid. The the elf and Rudolph, the the, the elf that helps him, it, he's, he's he missed the best. elf practice, yeah. Yeah, he's he's the best. So the claymation series, I don't know if they're made by the same guy, but the claymation Christmas movies are 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 a banger. So, no. I mean, there's 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 a lot of ghosts. There's a lot of ghosts. We need a lot heard. here tonight. Don't don't. What's your favorite? Yeah, uh, Home Alone Two was like what, okay. what I said, just okay. because like 
man, I watched that thing a loop when I was a kid. Like, not even just Christmas Good. time, just like throughout the year, because like I was just, I was so locked into like just Kevin's mind and how he was able to just go to this house that he's never been to before and just like booby trap the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Mastermind. I, I, yeah, I always really love that. I love the scene in the hotel where he like plays the TV. I'm like, they're all coming to get him. And he, he makes it sound like he's about to shoot up the whole hotel. Like, oh, God, cracks cracks me up. Um, and then Jason was talking about how his buddy, Jason Concepcion, wrote an article for The Ringer a while back, how um, a conspiracy theory of how Kevin McAllister grows up and becomes Jigsaw in the Saw movies. Nice. That sounds like a fantastic article to write. That sounds fun as hell. Yeah, yeah, I've I still gotta go back and check it out. Like there, there's a few things he dropped in that I need I need to check out. But yeah, that and then Klaus, like you know, but just just an absolute Christmas class. Klaus is good. I just like Santa Claus is a good movie too. Like the first one, mm. or with Tim Allen, is that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good. One. I just looked up like a list of great Christmas movies because I'm I was trying to find see if there are any more to mention. Um, they have Edward Scissorhands list on here as a Christmas movie. <laughs> That's There's, like Die Hard being a Christmas movie. It's like yeah, Die Hard. Yeah, you you could argue a lot of a lot of movies that are not Christmas movies are Christmas movies. Have you guys seen Jingle All the Way? No. Oh wait, wait. Not, Which? No. Oh, hold on. With Is Arnold that? Schwarzenegger. I have not. No. No, I don't. Th- oh wait, wait. Is that the one? Is that the one where there's like the like there's like the two dads like fighting over like presents? And Turbo stuff like Man. That? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I've seen highlights of this. Yes. I haven't seen the movie. But I've seen like highlights. He's he's watching Christmas movie highlight mixtapes on Twitter. No, I <laughs> I've seen a I've seen like a YouTube recap of this. How bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> was no, I mean it, it was like a cool classic. It. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like it's not. Tyranny did film review. Funny. I saw I saw a YouTube video about like how bad it was, and then I watched it through through that so yeah i have watched it i mean it was it was arnold man like it was arnold doing something other than an action very silly yeah yeah exactly he's not gonna cook no exactly yeah yeah not not his role no absolutely not that's fine um oh yeah so the next question i got christmas songs do you guys have a favorite christmas song Mm. Ooh. Man, I buy so, Christmas music. <laughs> so Trans Siberian Orchestra was my jam for mm. the longest time. Um, we're trying to think of the the specific ones. Um, uh, what's it called? Chris uh, Sarajevo twenty four, I think is what it's called. It's a good one. Um, the ones they always play for Trans Siberian Orchestra are, are good. I don't know what the names are called, but you can hear them on the radio. Um, there's some classics like songs to give one. Yeah, yeah. Those those are all good. Like everything Trans Siberian Orchestra plays is good. And then uh what's there's a there's an older guy, not Bing Crosby, um Matt King Cole. No, it's like it's like uh you know what? I'll I'll let uh Cone or you cook. I, I gotta <laughs> think of it. There's another Go guy. Ahead, you. Um for me. I, I'm, you know, rock. I think "Rocket Around the Christmas Tree" is one of one of my favorites. I'm a, for some reason that one. Whenever I hear that, I get kind of nostalgic. Same thing with "Jingle Bell Rock." I think those are ones we played in my house a lot when I was a kid. So, just kind of like that, you know, kind of the 
the classic renditions of them. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah I, I like uh, chestnuts. Uh, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like chestnuts roasting in an open yeah. fire. That's I, a good one. That song's vibey. That song's vibey. It is, it is very vibey. You underrated vibey Christmas song. <laughs> I like... Uh, I like Santa Baby, even though like the lyrics are kind of problematic. Um, I, I like the just like the call and response nature of it. I, I mm. like songs like that. Like it's super creative, super cool. And you know, obviously, there's been like a million covers of it. So uh, I said Santa Baby. Uh, I meant to say uh, it's Baby's Davis Cold Outside. God, yeah. yeah, my bad. Not Santa Baby. <laughs> That's the one Not I thought Santa you were talking Baby. about when I, I heard it as Baby's Cold Outside when you talked about the lyrics. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you hearing that. Um, I got you. I'm trying to think. Uh, that, there's the song Christmas Shoes. I don't know if you guys have heard that. It just makes that's me a tearjerker. Tearjerker, yeah. Sad. Why would you bring that up? Yeah, that's a tearjerker. That's super hey, sad. It's a good song. It's a good story. It just it's a good sad. song, but it's a tearjerker. All right, dude, you got one more? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't bring them in or think of them. Uh, it's like Peter uh, Cuomo or like he's one of those like old old 1960 singers he did like all the holiday classics and so i had i was trying to find him but i i couldn't figure out the exact name but that was the only guy it, it's not a big deal the the main guy for like it's the most wonderful time of the year uh mm. silver bells whoever whoever that guy is there's a guy out there who, who did all that for the ah. the old timing music that's the guy I listen to a lot. I got you. The classic. The classics. Yeah. Was he saying Holly Jolly Christmas too? I'm trying to figure out what his name was. Like I, I can't like find him on a YouTube or a Google search, but I'll probably you know figure it out as soon as we stop recording. You know what an underrated song is? Mm-hmm. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my god! Santa here? I know him. All right, sorry. I had to. Very well done. Again, he he. he uh, how does he keep doing it? I I didn't expect it at all, and you got me. I don't have good. much more time to be able to do it, so I've, I've got to. You're I've that's very true. true. That that's is an underrated true. Christmas song. That's right. And, oh no, I want to be clear. Jackson Five is a great, great band for Christmas music. I just, mm-hmm. it's just I hear it every every podcast. You're you're one every podcast. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my God! Santa here. It was great to just cut off at that point. <laughs> good, good job, Dylan. Way to catch the lob. That's good. I thought it was going to fly around for a moment. Good. Yeah, I was. I was like, yeah, I'll lob that to him. I won't say anything. I, I was trying Wait. to. It was lagging. Mm. Wait, lob to lob to what? Oh no, that's like a Kendrick lobbing it. it to Giddy, and then Giddy just like <laughs> throwing it down. Mm. You missed the it. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna give you that lob, Dylan, but you missed it. it was... Here, D- Dylan, I'll throw you one. Here you go. Santa's coming to Santa! Oh my god! Oh my god! No, that reminds me. You you forgot a pivotal line in Elf Tyranny. Whenever he's leaving the North Pole and the narwhal emerges from the ocean. I hope you find goes, your dad. My buddy. Hope you find your dad. That's a good one. Yep. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. I'm going to go watch Elf. I'm not. I'm going to go to sleep when we get done with A this. A lot but... of good lines. A lot of good lines. All right, fellas. That is uh, that is it for the podcast. 
It was a good one. It was a fun one, a fun game for the Thunder. We are back in action Saturday against the Los Angeles Lakers, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we will know if Josh Giddy is playing. Uh, Case Moss is probably going to start. Maybe they throw in a curveball. Who knows? It's going to be fun to see anyways. We're pushing for that four-game winning streak going into the holidays. And, uh, yeah, for, so after Saturday, you know, we will either record that night or that morning. Either way, you'll have a podcast on Sunday morning. Um, and then we will be back, what, we play Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Uh, we play We play Tuesday. Or, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday against – A long break. That's Minnesota, long break. Tuesday, I believe. Whew. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. So, yeah. We're, 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 we're getting our revenge in that one. Uh, we need it's at OKC, right? Uh, yes, it's we have a OKC. lot of home games. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we play like we play the, the Wolves and the Knicks back to back. The Nick that Knicks back to back is going to be a tough one after Minnesota. Mm-hmm. As an OKC homer, I'm very excited that they're in Oklahoma City for like the next two weeks for the holiday season. It's fantastic. I'll be going to at least one of these games for sure. Dang, real quick, Gary real was quick. lying. <laughs> Record prediction: We play the Lakers. Uh, mm. Timberwolves, Knicks, and we'll we'll go to what's what's that Friday game? Who we so we got Nuggets uh, and Nets. We got Nets. Yeah. All right. Up until the Nuggets game, we have a really tough stretch where it's Lakers, Wolves, Knicks, Nuggets. What's our record? Mm. All those are at home. The Nuggets game Lakers, is on the road. Nuggets on the road. Lakers and Knicks. Timberwolves. Timberwolves. And Knicks the second half of a back to back. It's a, this is a really hard four game stretch. And we yeah. might not have Yeti. Yeah, I'll go two and two. Conservative. I think two and two. Oh, yeah, if we, if we go two and two, that's I'm perfectly happy with two and two in that stretch. I'm happy with two. I think we can go two and two reasonably. Hmm. You know what I'm doing. Going three Ooh. and one, baby. Hmm. Wow. And the one the one we lose is not against the one you think. That's always how it goes. It is the one against the Knicks on the second half of back to back. You know what? I'm 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 feeling the spirit. We're going four zero in this stretch. Let's wow. go! Whoa! I'm feeling the spirit. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> hey, come. Which ones do we win? Holiday spirit. Which ones do we win? Um, I think we're gonna win. I think we're gonna win the Lakers game. I think we're gonna win the Timberwolves game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Knicks. I think we're gonna win the Knicks game. I think we're going to win. Is this next one a win or a loss? As crazy as it sounds, I think we win the Nuggets game as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Hold on, wait. Let me. Can we crush the numbers? That's four now. Yeah, I I just checked four now. Yeah. Dude, man. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, we do have uh, one more game before Santa has to do his job. And then I'm expecting those next four games uh, after, you know, he's. He has the burden of Christmas lifted off of him. He just gets to chill for the next week. Uh, he's going to fully dominate, and we will be saying. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God. Santa here? All right, yeah, the listeners are probably getting sick of it now, so I will be done. What, Dylan? Sick of what? Santa's <laughs> coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God. Tyranny has walked off the set, and that's for the Topic Thunder podcast. We appreciate y'all as always for listening. Uh, oh, we have Tyranny. one more thing. We have one more thing to oh, say. I almost forgot. So, okay. you guys heard us uh, giving Jerry crap about Tyranny's siblings not being able to come to the game. 
Um, so instead of us, instead of Jerry just being out that money on the ticket, instead of Tierney just being out of the ticket, uh, we kind of went in on well, one of the tickets, Tierney bought one of them. We went in on these tickets, so we have not one but two lower level tickets to give away the Thunder fan event night. Surprise. All you have Surprise. to do is two things. One, you have to follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Actually, three things. I take it back. You got to do three things because this is a great That's deal. A lot of this is for free. This is not just yeah. going to a lower level game. This is not just two tickets. This is not just getting onto the court for a half court shot. This is not just a group photo um, on center court. This is not just playing the Orlando Magic. Like this is this is a huge thing, and you get to meet all of us for free. Okay, so three things. I don't want to hear you complain. Three I things. Like well, well Tyranny charges appearance I, fees, so you have to pay him. No, I was gonna say That's like right. I I feel like I feel like you guys there's a price, but like they should. I should be paying people to to visit me. You know what I mean? Like, like the monetary value for for visiting you Jerry, all. This has been a too. sad podcast for for you. No, Dude, I. You're my thunder. Oh my god! Stop! Stop! <laughs> Listen, you got you guys. You guys have have the the heavy hitters. I. I'm just here. I'm just here. I'm just here to vibe. I'm here to like hang out. And those vibes are brought to you by our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Uh, I can't do it. I, 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 I'm happy to to see anybody. I don't know why. Uh, it just feels weird to say like, "Hey, you can visit me." I'm like, Tyranny, I'm I want here. an autograph from you at the game. No, I'm not going to do it. It's <laughs> well, not, man. We had somebody. We had somebody bypass me and Cone for a picture with Jerry last year. Okay, anything's possible. Jerry, uh, that's what I'm saying. Jerry, Jerry's a legend. Jerry's a legend. A Alex, legend. legend. You're a legend in your Maddie own Moles, right, Maddie Moles, legend. Cone and and Dylan, legends. I'm just here. I'm just chilling. I just want to be social media guy. That that's all I want to be. I don't. I don't want to. Let me do just hype up Tyranny real quick. Okay. I'm let, leaving the room. Let me if you take do you this. back to 2020. Whenever I'm legitimately leaving the room, if was you raging this. wild. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. If he you already kept this podcast afloat. Okay. I'm leaving. Okay. All right. I'm leaving. All right. Okay. We're done. Come back. Come back. Well, if he, if he's gone, Dylan, you hit that music. <laughs> yeah. Hit the music. Hit the music. I'm leaving. We'll play him out. Hit the music. Yeah. No. I won't do it. Like, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, <laughs> I hate me, me talk. I don't like me talk. Okay. It's, well, a, it's a, it's a personal problem of mine. So to get well, this I'm... ticket, you've got to do three things. Three things. All right. First <laughs> yeah, of all, you, follow Tyranny on Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, follow us on Twitter at OKC Top of Thunder. Number two, subscribe to us on YouTube, the Topic Thunder podcast. You will recognize us by the thunder content not the mm -hmm. two guys talking about storms um <laughs> there, is, there is another top of very, thunder podcast on youtube very good very good dylan thank you for clarifying oh, <laughs> subscribe to us and subscribe to the storm chaser podcast that we've also okay. started with other dudes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might, might as well right um and then the third and final thing go find us on apple leave us a five-star rating a positive review and this is very important Leave your Twitter at 
in your review. You have to, you can't just leave your Twitter at, like, leave a positive review and at the bottom, leave your Twitter at. That way we can track to see if you are following the podcast and ergo reach out to you to see if you are subscribed to the YouTube. If you qualify for those three things, next Friday, we are recording this on a Thursday. We will announce it on tomorrow, which is Friday. So the following Friday, we will handpick a winner. We will make sure you reach all the qualifications. And if you qualify, you will get the two lower-level tickets to the Orlando Magic game on January 13th with all the post-game amenities included. So you do not want to miss out. We've been talking about you don't want to miss out on buying the tickets, on how cheap the uh, the upper arena tickets were for the experience. You don't want to miss out on five minutes of your time for the chance at free tickets. That's all I got to say. And hey, if you win, you know, you get you got the limited edition tyranny bobblehead that we've also drawn up for you. Shut up, dude. That's great. No, we actually got a tyranny Funko. Um yeah, we the made it with the with the AI thing. Yeah, we got the uh, you get your choice of a, either a tyranny and Alex or a Jerry Funko Pop. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Jerry's actually has a champagne bottle in his hand. So yeah, it does. It's a pretty cool one, actually. I think actually I'm gonna yeah, take that cool one. one. I'll take the Jerry one. I'll take the Jerry one. Yeah, I'm gonna go leave. I'm gonna go leave a five star review so I can get the Jerry Funko Pop. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, while supplies last, there are no supplies. Um, yeah. But anyway, supplies have lasted. They are done. Uh, they're they're gone. <laughs> the supplies are last. The mm. um, bars. All right. Yeah, we, we got to end this podcast. So we will be back after the Lakers game, talking about the victory over the Lakers. Um, if you, well, I mean no. If one of us aren't on the podcast for that podcast, and this is the last time that you hear from us before the holidays, we want to say on behalf of us, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, have a very fun and safe holidays for you and yours. Um, But with that being said, y'all have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder Thunder up. up. Thunder up. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Santa's coming to town. I guess I'm Thank you, Tyranny. You all can't see it, but Tyranny is dancing right now. He's feeling the spirit. Thunder up, baby. Always feeling it. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.